Alright, here we go. Welcome back to episode 5 of Snooze and Booze. As always, I am Steve, and this is... Loaf. Alright, here we go. Alright, so let's get this started. Actually, we're, we're briefly talking about something. Uh, first, I want to touch on uh, Jurassic World. I'm still on a little bit of a high <laughs> for Jurassic World. I've been watching clips and you know movie reviews all weekend. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, I was watching Bridge on the River Kwai. Mm-hmm. Um, about the British occupation, I want to say... In Vietnam? Was it Vietnam? It could have been Korea. Or, no, it was before Vietnam. I want to say uh, it could have been World War Two. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But um, the the movie, there's a, a great scene where like the platoon starts marching, and there's a, a theme going on behind, and it's that one song that goes uh, do do. Do 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 uh-huh. do 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 and uh whatever. Anyways, and it hit me. Um, uh, remember the episode of The Simpsons where they all team up against Nelson the bully with yeah, water balloons, yeah. and that's the song playing in the background. You know, uh, whatever. <laughs> How did it go again? Like, uh, uh, there was a theme like throughout the whole thing. It was just like these like little fading trumpets. It was just well, this... I think it was all whistling, wasn't it? In one of the scenes, it was when they're marching. Yeah, that's the one. Like, uh, it was during. I think it was like during a training sequence. Yeah, but they actually reference a couple of movies in that. But uh, I know which one you're talking about. Um, it's a. It's like this little montage where everybody's doing like training, Absolutely, running, yeah. something. But and that's it's, the song. It's the whole group of them, uh, kind of like marching or whatever, uh, and they're all teaming up again. The whole neighborhood kids. They're yeah. all marching, and it hit me like, holy shit, that's from the, movie, the Simpsons. And it was another thing where like. Um, this is a great moment in the movie. It's like the it's the you know the pinnacle. You know it's the, the zenith of the movie. Right. And I can't just stop laughing and, and smiling because uh, it just reminds me of the Simpsons. Oh, that and, and it's like twenty years later, I finally get the joke now. You know? Right, right, right. Those are those things. Actually, I have the scene coming up right here. Yeah. So, so this is the, and they're going forth, and it's a great scene in the movie. You know. Anyways, but that actually happened to me once before. I think I've mentioned this to you before, but with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah. So, you know, a big, you know, a, a big film guy, right? And you're, I'm always, you know, this is obviously when I was in my teens. And I'm going, oh, you know, top ten movies of all time, favorite list, that kind of thing. And there's a shit, there's a few on there that it's like one of those that I remember seeing, like, if you like this, you'll like that. At the time, my favorite movie was Taxi Driver. And then it mm-hmm. said, if you like Taxi Driver, you'll like One Flew Over, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And I'm like, why did I never heard this movie? I'm like the only one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I remember watching the movie, and then the the te- the part, the tear jerking part, where you're supposed to, you know, like all cry. It's the saddest, greatest part of the movie when he kills his friend. Spoiler, alert, uh-huh. uh, you know, 30, 40 years old. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But where the big Indian, you know, puts the pillow over Jack because he got lobotomized or whatever, and then mm-hmm. he picks up the sink. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay, so this this part's coming. The movie is fucking amazing. I love that movie. Uh, and I start just busting up <laughs> because it reminds me of oh, the Simpsons episode when Homer's in a coma. Barney does the exact same thing, and it's a shot for shot cartoon remake of it. And I just start busting up, and it's one of those things, man. <laughs> it's because uh, uh, Homer. That was uh, the the April Fool's episode where he's like mm-hmm. in the coma or whatever, and then like when he snaps out of it, like Barney's there to go visit him. And he's like, oh, I snuck you in a beer. I think it was Mo. I don't know if Mo was with him also. Mm-hmm. I think Mo was, actually. And he's like, I snuck you in a beer. Then as soon as Homer sees it, he starts freaking out. He's like, no, beer bring pain. Yeah. 
Oh so yeah, that part he's like, I can't. Barney Green's, I can't see him like this, and then he tries to like suffocate him, <laughs> and he just like goes, picks up the little drinking fountain, throws it out the window, just runs. It was away. perfect, man. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. And I remember, like, because I seen that episode about a hundred times before I saw. One oh of yeah, yeah. So it was really one of those things where I was just like, the, the Simpsons ruined slash made even better a great movie, <laughs> you know, another good movie or whatever. But I mean, they do that all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I've I'm come sure. across an article where they have like you know like a screenshot by screenshot of like. Uh, there's a scene and yeah. this is like the movie or the whatever they got it from dude you gotta find that article and send it to me man yeah I mean it's countless like they do it on almost every episode that's you know? awesome though <laughs> but I mean there's like you know very like you know keystone ones where it's like you can see like obviously this is like uh, Alfred Hitchcock reference or, yeah or this is like uh, Indiana Jones it's um, is that one scene It uh, what was the episode it's the one where uh Milhouse gets a girlfriend, Samantha Stanky. Oh, yeah. Like, the way it starts off, it's like, Bart's, like, you know, sneaking in, into Homer's room to, like, get I his, remember. like... I remember that part, yeah. His jar or whatever. Yep. yep. You know, like, and, again, scene for scene, they did it just where, you know, it wasn't, like, a big boulder that was chasing him. It was actually Homer. Yeah. Like, I, falling down the stairs. I, I vividly remember that, yeah. And then he's blabbering. <laughs> <laughs> like a native? Yeah, on his way, because he gets the bus for school. It's like... <laughs> 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 that was great, yeah, man. Super well done. Yeah, <laughs> and they have like all these really great homages. It's like not even like cheesy or like oh man, like those really are the episodes or the parts in each episode. I think they did. St- uh, I think they're coming back to that now, but I think they. That's when they started. Sp- Maybe it was that group of writers that was doing that. But that's that. Those were the genius episodes. Oh yeah, the, yeah during the Conan O'Brien days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what was that? Up into the early two thousands, late uh, mid mid nineties to the early two thousands. No, early nineties to the early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then I, I I think the writers they have now are, are good. You know, there wasn't like a five year slump where they didn't. You know, there was kind of like oh, you know, kind of everybody growing old. This right. I think they're back to having good episodes now. I catch them every now and then. I'm not a religious watcher of, of it, but you know, like I was before. But but it, yeah, I catch them on, on time to time. It's pretty good. I right, saw so this. Um, I didn't see it. It was just like an interview that I read. Uh-huh. I guess there was like YouTube video attached, but whatever. It was. Um, it was, I guess it was like, uh, kind of like an interview with, uh, Matt Groening. Uh-huh. And I just remember the question where, like, oh, like, how do you feel about the people that say that, you know, like, the Simpsons lost their magic. Right. Or this, this and that, you know, he's like, he's like, you know what, as far as I'm concerned, I think the shows are just getting better and better, uh-huh. and the writers are getting better and better, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So I guess it's just kind of like the way, like, maybe just like... I guess like people just don't want change or something they're just used to like a certain way that it was and then there's always like this kind of like shift at some point or other yeah which is I, I you know it's unfair because you know the the same I think we're at that age where the Simpsons were a show for us you okay. know, we grew up with it at a time when we were five six seven years old and we were just getting we loved it because it was cartoons and then it evolved to like when we became 10 11 12 years old like oh this is cool because it's a it, uh, you know some some i remember some of my friends weren't even allowed to watch the simpsons oh yeah, I remember yeah. That too. and then it was like ah, this is great it was it was like the south park before south park gotcha. thing. and then as we've gone into our teens it's it still it was that show where like oh now everybody else is getting on board with me now because not because i was you know we we got to watch um for those kids that are now getting to watch it and they're seeing how awesome it is like oh yeah dude oh, yeah. where you been you know <laughs> so and then obviously it, it, and then i think by our, our late teens and early 20s it was now a cultural phenomenon you know what i mean like meaning like if you didn't know the Simpsons, uh, you know i didn't yeah. want to know you it was that kind of guy. Sorry yeah you. exactly that kind of thing and now like now that we're in our late 20s early 30s uh, the Simpsons is that it's an establishment now where every where you have a whole generation of kids that 
that were born after the Simpsons were made. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, uh, the, you know, what did they come in? 87, 89, right? Uh, the first one was in 87. 87. So you have, you have people that were born in 1987. It's always been on since they've been alive. You know what I mean? That's it's cool it's that kind of thing. And uh, I just I think that's a testament. Whether I'm going to be a fan that watches every week or not, it's going to be around here forever. And I'm glad that it is. Because I right. want it to be around forever. I want my kids to be watching it. Like, I Love Lucy. It's a show from, like, the exactly. 50s. And today it's just as relevant yeah, as, like, any other Absolutely, show. Yeah. Like, contemporary show. I think we were know? talking about that last too. Yeah, we we were. Were. yeah, that was pretty good. Though. That was, like, that was. <laughs> but it's true, you know. There's like some things that will stand the test of time just because it's that good. You it's know what? Good, I, it's original and it's relatable. I forgot to bring this up earlier, but I wanted to start the episode with because um, we're always going to be drinking on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to give a shout to whoever. Today I'm drinking uh, Lagunitas IPA India Pale Ale, mm. and Loaf is with his doing his. He's doing hard, man. He's going Maker's oh, Mark maker's today. Mark. Yeah, it's not, not bad. Not bad meatball at all. It's, it's pretty good, man. It's smooth. Yeah. So, uh, usually we'll start the show off, but this I just remembered it as I was drinking it. Ugh. All right, back to the lecture at hand. Um, oh. What you call it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely a good show. And I think it's, you can't say that it's, it hasn't been the pioneer for everything else. Because uh, obviously you have your Flintstones and your Jetsons and oh, okay. your Scooby-Doo's. You do have that. I'm not saying you don't. And, and I you wouldn't have The Simpsons without those. I'm not saying that. But there's a diff. The Simpsons were a different kind of family show, that wasn't a for the family specifically, and it was at the same time. And from there, you hell no, you don't get your Family Guy, you don't get your Bob's Burgers, and you don't get your South Park. If it wasn't for the Simpsons, hmm. for sure you don't. I don't think so. You know, it was. Well, a, that's, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I it was a it was a cartoon that was. It, it, how would I put it? Like, um, you know how like they some some comics are for comedians. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought the Simpsons were the, they were for that age group of like smart ass, uh, witty kind of generation. Definitely, you know, and and you didn't have nothing like that. Yeah, everything, everything else. You, not to mention, not to say that like the old Looney Tunes cartoons aren't still great. Because oh, are, yeah, absolutely, they are absolutely. enjoyable. But it was a specific kind of like oh, you know, you you absolutely it, it's meant for the five year old. This was this gener- uh, I guess the Simpsons were were meant for a Generation X. <laughs> you know, as 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 you know those labels go. I think that it was made for this huh. generation who's now growing up into our generation, you know? But it was made for them, you know? Not for us. And um, it was really, you know, like this just satire on just society in general. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look at each, like, character, it's like each one has almost like, there's almost like a stereotype, like, say, like Chief Wiggum, for example. Uh-huh. Like, dumb, overweight, but he's like, you know, this. I guess like the police. That's like yeah. how you know the police is. You know. Yeah, a bumbling idiots type thing. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, where like I don't know, Homer's like I guess like they're like the depiction of maybe like the modern American blue collar. Yeah. You know. Uh, the evil, uh, evil rich guy is an asshole. Oh. That kind of thing. The, Professor Burns. That's the, true. Even the gay assistant, ambiguously gay assistant. That's ahead of his time. You never really had a gay character before that in any sitcom, really. And they don't even like they've always kind of like yeah. it's very. It's been very ambiguous. Of course, they've never yeah. actually addressed. It. Just be, they just kind of like throw all these clues yeah. at you, where it's like, oh, he's obvious. It's obvious, gay, but it's not. But there's no coming out of closet episode, and there doesn't need to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like you know, like they know, like. But I, I, I dare you to, I, 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 dare you to tell me who's another gay character on any sitcom before it was Mr. Before Smithers. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't think I don't think any sitcom ever had a a, a regular gay character on any show. Not that I could think of before 1987. Hmm. But unless you're counting, uh, 
Who was supposedly gay? Oh, like Fast Facts of Life? What's her face? The so. lesbian, allegedly. I mean, Something. I don't know if that even really counts because they weren't really going going mm, for that's it. That's true. Yeah. But this was, was more like this is definitely one where like he's straight out, like, you know. Out in the open, this is like everybody's watching this. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I like that. I like that about uh, a show like that. And I think for its establishment, like even though, like I said, I don't watch them, I'll still give it all the credit in the world it's due because it just the first twenty years of my life, like man, that was awesome shit. Thank you guys. You know, oh, like, like, that's not gonna feel like a man. I can't tell you how many times like the Simpsons have saved my life, like in school, like on a test or something. There'd be some like random fact, like <laughs> that right? I don't know this from like the lecture, but I remember that episode where <laughs> this and this happened, and so and so said this, and it's like kind of in the way Bart learned Roman numerals from Rocky. <laughs> yeah, it's only that's yeah. right. There you go. Good, good one. What was it? Rocky Seven, Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> it's like Rocky Five plus Rocky Two equals Rocky Seven, Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> That's funny, man. But, yeah, like, it's just, like, because I remember I started watching it, like, I think I was, like, in maybe fourth or fifth grade, mm-hmm. and that's just because my dad started recording it. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, you I know, remember like, you guys had, a, a like, a slew of But that was, like, the beginning. He's the one that started it. Like, mm-hmm. me, I was, like, like, I remember, you know, I was, like, kind of, like, like, frustrated by, like, why are you recording this? Like, who's going to watch this? Yeah. Like, but then, like, <laughs> like, um... You know what's great about specific videotapes recordings? Not just like going on YouTube or anything, but it's the commercials in between. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in between, you know, because you record with the commercials before DVR and all that. But it, uh, I used to like stop and like pause. Like, oh, did you? To, like actually watch it during? Yeah. Yeah. I, more tape. I just remember it was like some of this shit, like, holy shit. This was advertisement meant for us at the time. Like, man, this is so stupid. Like, some of the commercials from like anything in the 90s or 80s are just like. Oh, this is so bad. And then, like, commercials now are just as bad. <laughs> it's just, like, it's definitely time-relevant. Oh, okay. There's nothing... There's, you know how movies, some are timeless. Some music is timeless. Like, you wouldn't even be able to replace what decade. I don't think there's any commercial that, that makes sense to say timeless for. Yeah, it's, it's actually very for the moment. Yes, it's specifically absolutely. marketed for whatever's going on at that period of time. I think time. you have, like, three years of a commercial where it's, like, out of outdated now. You know, you have a good three years. Other than that, then you're done. Like, anything else you do is... Is uh, it just becomes ridiculous, you know? Just because, yeah, like it's like, like once something becomes obsolete, then obviously, like, there's no use for the product or even like advertisement for yeah. it. It's just kind of like novelty, like at best, you know? Yeah, but it's just even even <laughs> like the way they're acting in it, like it's so goofy, like. It's, some of the stuff is just over the top acting like oh oh that's awesome and like come <laughs> on man like it's just so inauthentic. I don't know, it's just funny. Well, maybe at the time you wouldn't see it. Exactly, at the time you wouldn't see it, but, you know. It's like, you know, just like, just you say, you know, recording the commercials, you know, when I record the episodes. Uh-huh. And I remember even, like, later on, you know, when I was still, like, watching, like, maybe, like, probably, like, I was probably still in high school, but maybe mm-hmm. watching, like, some of the earlier, like, tapes that my dad had started. Yeah. Like, commercials from, like, 91 or 92. Right, right. It's like, man, that's an old-ass car, but they're advertising, it like, a new one. It's like... <laughs> Like, man, I don't know. It's, like, so weird, you know? Just, like, the way it's, like, you don't realize, like, the change and just... I don't know if it's, like, a... um, Just, like, like an evolution type thing. Uh-huh. Where, you know, like, everything's constantly changing. You know, there's, like, this thing, and then, like, five minutes later, it's, like, the new and improved one. Get that one out of here. Yeah. Nobody wants it anymore. Absolutely, you know? yeah. It's always this constant, you know, like... um. You know, I, I can't say that's a bad thing. It is a good thing in... in you know, you want to you want to get better. You want to improve right. everything, especially technologies. 
But uh, but there's something to be said of like, can we just slow down and appreciate something? You know what I mean? For a while, like you know. That, that I mean, kind of yeah. Thing. You know, there, I think there's something to be said about that. At least maybe in our, on in art artsy, maybe not in consumer products, obviously. But I think oh. with artsy fartsy shit, like you know, paintings, pictures, cartoons. Oh yeah, movies. that'll always like just accumulate value, intrinsic value. Yeah, I, I definitely. Well, even I just I just think like. I, Let's slow down on this one. We don't have to rush a part. We don't have to get a part two right now just because you want to make another hundred million or whatever, oh, you know? Man. Let's enjoy how good this one, first one was or, or whatever. Well, speaking of uh, remakes and originals and sequels, uh, Jurassic World, man. Oh, man. Like, I wanted to watch it again at some point this weekend. It just didn't, it wasn't going to happen, but. Probably later this week. I might get a chance to go down the river, but uh, I was, I was really impressed how much I liked it. Uh, and I was watching some reviews, and it was getting mixed reviews. Um, hmm. So I was like, oh, really? And everyone kept saying the same thing. Um, like, the story's a little off, but the acting is great, and the effects are just as good as it were. It's as new today as it was in 93. Was the first well, oh, okay, time, yeah, you know, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so it's like, oh, it's, it, you know. Uh, well, nothing can be as good in 93 because there's nothing before that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think so. I mean, really, 93, you came out, and this was like a brand, um, basically brand new. Yeah, they started that. Like, yeah. you never really saw like computer uh, generated uh, special effects you, like that. You saw a taste of it with Terminator Two, which was another one, just a testament of a sun piece that Absolutely. still holds up to this day. I think we were talking about this before. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or just on a regular conversation, either, but. but yeah, we were talking about how Terminator Two and and they came out about ninety two, ninety three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Terminator ninety two and Jurassic Park ninety three. So, and how that up until like. Maybe five years ago was still ninety two and ninety three had better CGI's than I've seen a lot of movies in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like such an easy cop out where it's like yeah. they don't really have to try to like go over their budget because it's like generally like low budget movies that can you know really like take advantage. Yeah. Of you know just at least maybe somewhat decent graphics, just enough to like get their point across of whatever it is that they're trying to create. Yeah. But yeah, those particular movies, even yeah, like like I said, even now, there's like. Trying to think, like, there's, like, you know, really big budget movies that, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe just the special effects or just, like, the movie in general, whether it's the acting or the directing. It definitely like, takes you out eh, of it. It's okay, but well, it's, like... It definitely takes you out of the moment where it's just, like, oh, that looks horrible. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Oh, I'm watching a movie. That's right. As opposed to be like, oh, this is an amazing story or this is Yeah, great you get scene. lost in it. Yeah. Before you realize, like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was... Simultaneously being a great movie to, on its own, mm-hmm. this was a great homage to the original too. They yeah. had a lot of little niches and glitches. I mean, little uh, nods, little to, Easter eggs, yeah, and Easter little homages. Uh, exactly, and I thought they, they they paid respect to it pretty well. And I thought it was great, man. I, I really really enjoyed it. It looked beautiful. I wanted to live on that island. Oh you know? man, <laughs> it just was cinematic. It's like, like I wish it was real. Like I'd be like, man, I want to go there. That's like my next vacation. Yeah, like, it looked, sign it, me up. You know, it did look really gorgeous, really good. But it was cool, man. I really liked the story. Uh, I thought the story was great, man. I thought they, they did a lot of cool things and explained a lot of stuff in and, and ways that made sense. Uh, yeah, man, I, I really... I really Didn't leave you guessing? No, no, no. Or like, not. wait, like, who's this guy? Or pretty much like the opposite of The Room, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Room, yeah. That's one of my favorite... Bat- did you know they're making... Um, it's a movie about the room, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, James Franco is starring as Tommy Wiseau. No way! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I got a feeling this is gonna be a good one. You know, I think so. I, I the room. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, um, just YouTube <laughs> it. You, uh, it's critically known and as probably the worst movie of all time. I think something like the worst that, movie yeah. ever made. That kind of thing. Um, 
it's like an hour and a half and you know how some movies just like um, they drag on you, you, the entire time you're thinking how did this get made <laughs> the entire every scene is like how did someone think like oh yeah that's good let's move on to the next shot <laughs> almost every scene every, that someone's acting on it I don't know how many shots or takes they took but at one point they went like yeah that's good alright we're done <laughs> like what <laughs> it's it's I don't know how to explain it. It's if you gave uh, a bunch of high school kids camera equipment and money. But it's not. It's sad because the guy looks like he's 40 and he's playing like a 30-year-old. And it's so bad. It's It's almost like you would take like it's almost like taking like all the statistics of like whatever would make a bad movie a bad movie and somehow compiled it into like this. Yeah, let's get acting. Let's get directing. Let's get bad storyline. Let's get uh, just shit. It was almost like, well, I'm... It was done on purpose. Yeah, but he, but I said this before because with interviews about the guy, he didn't think he thought he was making a he didn't intentionally made a bad movie. He was trying to make a really good movie, <laughs> and he's disappointed today that everybody laughs at how bad it is, even though it's successful now just based on that alone. Right. He and, and you know in screening they get sold out whenever they do a midnight screens or whatever, but he's still like he can't like he has to step outside the. The like he can't watch other people laughing at stuff where he wanted people to be crying, right? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And it's just like, how delusional is this guy? Like, <laughs> hey man, I don't know. Everybody has their own universe. Yeah, you know? so, I suppose so. But I don't know. It's it's to the point where like if you're if you're smart enough to make a movie, that means you must love movies. That means you must know this is a bad movie. You know, right. but it doesn't for some reason it doesn't click with him. You know. Well, um, it's a little off. But just um, just to make a point, um, are you familiar with this band called the Shags? No. All right, it's like a group that came out like I want to say like in the '60s. Uh-huh. It's three sisters. Where um, I guess like what their dad did, like he pretty much like kept them inside, like he never exposed them to like any like outside like influences. Anything. Yeah. Never let them out. Didn't go to let them go to school or anything. Yeah. But what he did, he gave he gave them instruments. Uh-huh. He gave one girl. Drums and another guitar, and I think another one, the bass. It was like uh, experimenting on humans, you know. <laughs> In a way, it yeah, was. Yeah. But like, because he never let him like. I guess it was like I don't know if it was a religious thing. Yeah. But he never let him listen to music. Like, let, never let him watch TV. Nothing. But just uh, he just decided to just give them instruments, and they formed the band, the Shags. And like, if you were to hear it, you're like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> it's almost like, like each one is like playing like different types of music it's like one beats like going like it's like they obviously don't know like how to play like it's like you listen to it like the guitar's out of tune the drums are off beat but it's like thinking about it man i wish i could do but if you no, didn't no. know yeah you, uh, if you didn't know that the story behind it because the story is great it's fucking amazing and you just want to hear you almost want to hear it just as a science experiment, just to hear how it would sound with someone with no musical influence whatsoever, right? Right. But if you didn't know that, would you think that's you know being like an outsider? You think if you just heard the music, thinking like, "Oh, check out this new band," I'm like, "What? This sucks." Or would you think that, or, well, or how like, would you describe it? I mean, it sounds old. Like obviously, it sounds from like way back when. Like even like the melodies are off, but it's like. Well, almost, what do you mean sound like? You mean quality, right? No, I don't mean quality. I because mean like how would it sound like way the, back then the, if they had no? It wouldn't sound like anything, right? I mean, I I don't know if it's just because of the time. Like I guess that's just like you know the quality of like the recording. Yeah, but I mean, like 
I, it's like I have to show it to you. Yeah, by all means, let's play. Let's play uh, one of their songs. But keep on describing it for a while while you look at that. Um, let's see. There's this one song called "My Pal Foot Foot." This is the one that I'm gonna play. <laughs> My and Pal Foot Foot. Yeah, it it's it. not like. I mean, I don't know, just the imagery of it, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm already getting annoyed. The songs aren't that long. This one's like almost just a little over two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) and it's, um, you know, just thinking about it, like having no exposure to like any outside influences, no media, you know, because even back then, you know, they still have the radio and the TV Mm -hmm. because even before, you know, the TV, like the radio was like the major, you know, Entertainment, right? You know, thing, yeah. like sat around like, the radio and listen to stories or hear songs. Yeah, but you know, ha- like, like uh, this group, you know, having like no exposure to any, you know, of that environment, where like it wasn't like you know, like at least like say me, you know, for example, like growing up, like listening to Nirvana, be like, oh man, I want to play guitar, like you know, that's yeah. music, you know. Like there's no, you know, like there's no, uh, like I don't know, like. There's no prerequisite, you know. There's nothing that kind of like plants that seed in your brain where it's like, okay, I know what music is. Like, like say, you know, like at least for me, you know, I grew up kind of knowing about music from my dad. You know, I didn't Absolutely. have any older brothers yeah. and sisters, so it was like a lot of uh, classic rock. You know, yeah. that pretty much like got got me into like whatever music how, was. How did our, you know, how did our dads get into country music? This always was a big. Up until like a couple of days ago, up until a week ago, I'll, I'll explain. Mm-hmm. But I was remembering like, why the fuck are our parents listening to country music out of all things? You know, I mean, our our dads, uh, for those of you who don't know, are <laughs> straight up. Oh, for those of you who don't know, me and love our cousins. I think we might have said that once or <laughs> twice, but um, just say it again. But our dads, uh, up until they were like fifteen, right? Grew up in Mexico. Were they? Yeah, it was like fifteen in the or latter 16. years. Like they were still in high school. And so everything. it was a whole. Your even your adolescence were all, all over there. They didn't come over here until high school days, and. Um, I remember in the garage it's just records of country music. Yeah, same and A tracks. And A tracks. That still has them all. And it, it was always like, how did this? I, I was already old enough to be like, why are you guys listening to this kind of music? <laughs> it was just it never made sense <laughs> to me. Uh, but you know, I got used to it. And I liked it. I, I I even enjoy it now, still to this day. 
But a week ago, I'm watching a, a YouTube video. Uh, you know, Jackie Chan, I'm obsessed with Jackie Chan. And I'm watching him on the George Lopez show, and George Lopez is asking him, like, man, I... How did uh, I heard you're into country music and Jackie Chan's like, oh yeah, yes, yes. Uh, it's because uh, rap is too hard for me to listen to. And he's like, what? What do you mean? And he's like, I learned English. Um, uh, I tried to learn English either listening to rock or rap music, and it's too fast. It's too blurry. I can't understand what they're saying. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess you're know, right. <laughs> and he's like, but country is perfect. They say their vowels and they're long and words, and I could understand the lyrics, and it was good. I was like, oh shit, and it just made me like instantly like, maybe that's why they started listening to country. Maybe our dads learned English huh. that way or something. I had no idea. It I was just that language barrier that kind of, that was like the bridge. Maybe that was the only kind of music that they understood that was easier or whatever, you know? I like, guess. Yeah. That's an interesting story. Yeah, I just, it just didn't hit me till later. I'll ask him later. He's probably gonna be like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what's funny? You know, I was thinking about the other day too, like how our, because uh, me and Jackie, my wife Jackie, we were talking about how, like, uh, our cousins are... We're, I was thinking about this last night as we were all kicking it. Uh, as cousins, like, all the cousins were all, like, way easier to chill with than uh, our actual siblings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, you know, I, I kind of get along with my sisters but is now, but a little bit, not, not so much, but... But earlier, earlier in the years, hardly never. And right. You, you probably don't hang out with your sister that much, really, uh, at all. It's, I haven't seen her in weeks. Yeah, like right. That. It's the same thing. And, and every now and then, like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, that kind right. of thing. But it's really not, you just don't really, who gives a shit? <laughs> not, I don't know how to put it. I don't mean to put it that. It's just, you just kind of grew up being, uh, you grew up kind of like, I don't want to say hate, but you didn't get along with your brothers or sisters. But every time you went to the to the uncles and aunts' house, you oh, cousins, what's up? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that kind of thing. And I don't know what it, uh, and I remember I was, it, it, it's, I think it's generation, it's everything because I remember, you know, I borrowed your dad's car and uh, he was actually supposed to let me borrow this car, but mm-hmm. I guess my dad told him whatever, uh, but I remember like, hey dad, are you sure? This is the key to the Jeep, we'll do it. And he's like, ah, pinche memo, and it's like, so like, like in my head, I'm thinking like, hey, I'm relaxed, <laughs> like, it's not a big deal, you know, I just walk over, I just get the other car, and it's like, ah, you know, like, I, you know, he's basically like, I fucking told this guy, he's a fucking asshole, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like, <laughs> like, they do this talk to each other like Yeah, like, yeah, like <laughs> it's actually pretty funny, like, yeah. it's been a while since I've actually seen, like, all the uncles, like, kick it together. Yeah. But you know when they come together, that's all they talk. They talk about like Just a bunch of like shit to each other, pretty yeah. much, you know. <laughs> but it's cool. Like it doesn't like like I don't know if it's like they're used to it. Yeah. Or, but it does. It never gets out of hand where somebody gets like butter over the way it's that never, they touch you. It's never other, that. You know? it, yeah, it's never like that. And I was thinking about that before too because uh, I don't know what it is because I don't do that with any of my friends and my real friends. It's it, it's not that relationship where it's like, hey, look at this dumbass. Oh, hey, what's up, man? It's never like that, with the exception of my marine friends. <laughs> so, I mean, my marine friends were very much like that. Hey, fuck you, you fucking fat ass. <laughs> or fuck you, cocker. It's really, really aggressive, I guess. But So, I don't know. I don't know what, where, where that comes from. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, I don't know where that comes from, man. So, I, maybe it's just the, the, the brothers, because they're all, you know, very aggressive, I guess. They're just used to it, maybe, like, just... The way they grew up to where they are now, maybe they just have that kind of relationship. Absolutely, I think that's important though, because I think it's important to be in that to grow up not getting butthurt about you know when someone calls you like oh whatever whoop whoop, and they don't mean it in an offensive way. There's a lot of people that are going to be like, uh, if you're there, if they're, they've never been talked to like that in their life, and they're going to be super like, oh this guy's disrespecting me, like uh, no dude get over it, <laughs> you know, right, stop right. getting butthurt. It's not a big deal, you know. So I'm like I you know. Or like talking about oh you know um, go fuck yourself and okay? or you know <laughs> hey go fuck yourself you dumbass and then like there's definitely people that we, that 
I know it would be like, oh, what did he just say? <laughs> and then it's like, I'm not talking to him anymore at all. Like, what? Yeah. Why? You know, like I say, like, like it kind of reminds you of like maybe like uh, like an like a monster movie, like a like Casino or like uh-huh. Goodfellas. You know the way they just, how they just kind of like curse each other. Like, ah, forget about yeah. it. You know, <laughs> like maybe it's just like what they're used to. You know, like yeah. You know, you can't really definitively say like what that relationship is like because maybe I don't have that with anybody, so I can't relate to it. Yeah. But if they just have it that way, it's like, oh, okay, I guess. It's like, I don't know what that's like, but apparently that's just the way they talk to each other. Like, yeah, no biggie, but, but it's not even meant to be offensive or anything like that. I, I mean, I know, cause like I said, like with the people that, certain people that I talk to like that, where it's just, it, it's all good fun, and it's not meant to be offensive, and it's not meant to be taken offensive. And if you do take it offensively, that means you're the asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, if, I were, if I were to talk to you like in a certain way, and and instead of you talking it back to me or and you all of a sudden getting upset everyone would look at look at that guy and be like man what's up with that guy what's that guy's problem <laughs> it would very much be that yeah yeah so i think there's something to that you know it's it's good to have thick skin it's good to grow up that way where you you get you grow up getting made fun of or you grow up because you you shake it off as you're older and but you get you know, it and you don't like, get offended by easy, easily by regular things you know because it's not like there's no malicious intent behind it absolutely or not it's just like you know just bad people busting their balls that's all it is but I, I think it's even important to like because i think that leads into the censorship thing like mm. um because the people that do get offended uh who are i don't know i don't want to say snobby or Conservative, maybe? conservative, maybe. Yeah, just very conservative. Republicans. Yeah, um, but those like guys who would go to uh, to a, a dice clay show, you know. Oh, okay. And then they'd want to protest it after the show because they didn't get any of the jokes because they were too offended by it. Right. And that all right now they're now you're number one. You're missing out because you're <laughs> easily offended. You're missing out on, on a whole slew of just comedic fucking like genius you're missing out on, on entertainment of movies you know how many movies are awesome but because that movie offends you you're not gonna be able to enjoy it right you know and but now they offend you so much that you want to stop it from being made now you're gonna stop other people so so i really do think that hey that guy's an asshole if if we're in a group and i'm making fun of someone and that guy really gets offended yes hey what's that guy problem you know <laughs> yeah. this guy absolutely because now he is in the wrong in in the whole if you look at it like that in the whole people like that are what is ruining america as far as like uh uh, we in the Marines we call it Mothers of America. They're pussifying the nation type of thing. Oh, gotcha. Trophies to the, everyone, including the losers. That kind of shit. You know hmm. what I mean? I think it le- it leads to that. I think that kind of kind of like out. everybody's a winner. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely ruining the youth. I think of the, of the nation now. That whole everybody's a winner, everybody's special. Look, man, I, everybody is special. But at the same time, you, you're not going to be able to, especially like with physical conversations or even the bullying thing. Honestly, like this whole anti-bullying campaign. Like, mm-hmm. man, you're gonna. What are you going to do when the real world, <laughs> it's just like, you're not creating any, you're not helping anyone, even though you think you are. You know, I, I get it. There's a form of depression and, you know, kids that end up growing up and feeling like, oh, alone, left alone. <clears throat> but it's a, let me be honest, it's a first world problem. That kind of stuff is a first world problem for, her, for 100% sure. Being, okay. uh, it's the same kind of people that I call Caitlyn Jenner now, brave. Okay, yeah, she's brave in a certain way, but it's a first world problem. A first world uh, brave. It's not. It's not a third country uh, or a, a third world nation kind of brave. You know, it's not. A huh. going, it's not a going overseas fighting for a nation. Courage. Oh, okay. It's definitely not a you know look in the face of death kind of brave. Right. right. It's a brave where like, and I'm not saying she's not helping because there are kids who feel that way, and seeing a celebrity. 
getting becoming respectful oh, right, and accepted. Right. Absolutely, that's what. I'm, so yeah, it's a certain kind of brave, but that's a first world issue brave because I guarantee you, kids in kids in Africa <laughs> with their bellies full oh, man. are not worried about whether they feel like feminine inside or not. <laughs> I guarantee you, they're, <laughs> they're not just worried trying to make it alive throughout the day. You know, exactly, just trying to make it, yeah. exactly. It's so it's a, yeah, definitely. So that's how I feel about this nation becoming like I'm all for anti-bullying to a point. But it, I mean, at the same time, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> stop worrying about every. Uh, stop worrying about hurt feelings. If you don't worry about hurt feelings, uh, the guy the, get. I, I guarantee you, they're gonna get over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're gonna grow up, and they're gonna become emotionally hardened, and that's in in a good way, not necessarily mm-hmm. in a numb way, but in a, in a in a way where it's not the. They're not gonna let the problems of the world break them down. Where something happens, or something happens, where and it's gonna be too much for them to handle because they're not used to it. They're not used right. to it becoming. You know what? Um, how would you say it? Like they're not used to be uh, being overwhelmed. You know what I mean? It's gonna be something like ah, uh, but just kind of take it as it comes. Exactly. They're gonna be adapt. like ah, oh, shit happens. I gotta push on through. As opposed to like oh, I gotta see a therapist <laughs> or I gotta I gotta talk to somebody about this. I can't handle it. It's, right. As opposed to that kind of thing. It it all leads to that. I think you know if you if you think that's okay, well now this is gonna go down that road. You know. Right. But, like, um, referencing, you know, the Caitlyn Jenner thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just, like, also, like, you know, almost like, you know, there's, like, the general population and then, you know, you have your celebrities, you know. Like, that's, like, a pretty huge gap, you know. Yeah. Like, if your, like, next-door neighbor did the same thing, I mean, I think people would be, sh- like, shitting all over him. That's you probably, know? yeah. It's, like, because this isn't a celebrity. This isn't a, you know, Olympian, you know. It's, like, somebody that you've seen, you know, like, whatever shows, you know, like, yeah. the Kardashians or whatever, you know. They already have that, you know, that elite status where, you know, no matter what, it's like, if you, you're you a fan of somebody, you're just going to follow them. It's like, oh, but then you see him do this one thing yeah. that even as a celebrity, it's like, damn, like, that takes balls. Like, no pun intended. Pun intended, yeah, know? yeah. But uh, it's like, like, he did it. Like, he doesn't care. Like, obviously, he doesn't care about what anybody, you know, says. It was like his personal decision, you know, like. And he's in the public him. eye. And I think it's a little exactly. bit. A little bit harder to make a decision like that being in the public right yeah. you know because like even as a celebrity symbol you know you're gonna have you know a lot of fans like no matter what you know just like you know the support from your family and friends but mm-hmm. even then you're still gonna have you know people just hating on him like oh my god like what is that you know that's disgusting like who would do so yeah well the day the internet know? age um shit man you're gonna get that especially with a celebrity you're gonna get people i but honestly i mean i think what helps him is being in a horrible family where he's not the worst where let's say someone doesn't huh. like let's say someone doesn't like that they're let's say right wing conservatives uh let's say they're just completely against it it's unnatural whatever bullshit oh right, say, right right uh i i guarantee you most of them are going to still going to be hating more on chris jenner the momager uh-huh. for the how shitty a person she is exploiting her kids or for kim kardashian being famous a uh, dumb fucks being famous uh-huh. Uh, that kind of thing. I guarantee you, they're more upset with them. I wouldn't guarantee shit, but I'm saying, I, I <laughs> in my head, I'd be more if I was against it. If I was against like transgender, I'd be, more, I'd still be more offended by her existing and her being famous than than uh, Caitlyn Jenner becoming a woman. You know what I mean? Oh right, right. I, it, it's that being in that family, she's like, she's. I still find her less crazy than the other ones, or more tolerable than the other ones. You know? Yeah, I mean, like. If anything, he was like the voice of reason that nobody ever wanted to listen. Yeah, to. I, I I liked him on the show. I'd I'd watch it a few times, you know, Jackie's yeah. out, and so and I'd see it a few times, and I actually didn't mind him at all. Yeah, I thought he was, he was really like good. the only one out of all of them, like with a good brain on his head. You know, pretty much. Like even though like everybody else, like they were like the like more major characters. Like Bruce is just kind of like just like the token voice like, of reason. 
Pretty much, you yeah. know, but, like, nobody ever really listened to him. It's like, oh, don't do that, or you shouldn't be like that, or whatever, yeah. you know, but eventually, like, everybody pretty much did whatever it is that they do, you know? Yeah, like, of course. And I'm not saying, obviously, we know it's scripted, we know it's not real, we're not, but we're just saying how it's portrayed, he always seemed a little bit more, like, with a guy on the top with a good head on his shoulder as opposed to everyone else. But he's just portrayed as, like, oh, don't listen to that, you know? Like, listen to these people, they're the ones that are, like, getting super famous, I mean. Yeah. Kim Kardashian, like... Like, everything from, like, you know, the sex tape till now is on account of that sex tape, you know? Absolutely, They would never have reached, like, that level of stardom if it wasn't for that, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. And, um, and it's like, uh, like, what was it, the Pamela Anderson sex tape? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. From, like, you know, a few years back. Time of the year, time of the year. Like, I'm trying to think, like, was there ever any, like, sex scandal, like, in before that? Like, maybe not, like, presidential-wise, you know? Uh, before, like, as far as, like, tape screen release? Yeah, you know, like... Man, or just anything, like... Something released, like, to the, you know, general public, you know, from, like, some private, you know, videotape. Before that, all it was was really, like, oh, naked pictures getting exposed. Before the sex tape uh, world, it was always, like, oh, she did nude photos one time for Playboy before she was named. National Enquirer type. Something, something like that. No, 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 not or, like that. Like, I mean, like, uh... Trying to make a good example, I remember someone who was famous now, like post for Playboy early in their career. Oh, and okay. It was, and it was, and they came back to haunt. Like her, uh, Sylvester Stallone doing the Italian stallion stuff like that. Yeah, it. or even Arnold posing. Arnold did this uh, same thing too. Not not a porno, but uh, it was it was that kind of thing. But yeah, you're absolutely. It actually wasn't called the Italian stallion. They renamed it the Italian stallion after the movie was a hit. Oh, okay, it, gotcha. I forgot what it was called before that. And uh, most of the most, it was actually originally a soft porn, so it wasn't oh. really showing much. But after the movie became it, they had a double, a, a stand-in double, and it became a hardcore porn. But so they cut to scenes away when it wasn't his face, and they make it look like he was, you know. Oh man! So it, it, they, you know, it, they made their money in the smart way, you know, editing, smart editing, that kind of thing. But it's like when you think of that, that's not why he was famous. He got famous like uh, Rocky. Uh-huh. That's like the he first directed, like, yeah. You know, his first thing. But it's like, so weird. He's one of those guys that like. Um, he wrote and directed a lot of his movies, and he won. And a lot of them were really good. A lot of them were really shitty too. <laughs> like, how does? It's so funny to me. Like, it just goes to show you. Like, uh, you can praise somebody for this, and, uh, for one thing. When he and he could be aspects like fucking greatness, but then he makes like a slew of piece of shit movies. Like, he got an Oscar before Martin Scorsese got an Oscar. Oh, you know what I mean, it's like, like think of it like that. You know, and Martin. You know, it, it, at the same time, though, like. It, I don't know. It's just like now you're gonna make stop or my mom will shoot. I mean, what? <laughs> you know, like still getty. Was that a still getty? Yeah, still yeah, getty? it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. You were saying like about how uh, before the Pamela Anderson sex tape before that was a big hit. Oh yeah, you know like um, like before that, you know, like whenever like you would hear about stuff like that, it wouldn't make you know like whatever the individual actor actress like more famous. You yeah, know? like based on that, it would shut it. It would almost uh, stop their career. Yeah, you know, like, it would be a a, a, a speed bump in their career. Yeah. It would, you know, because you think like because it's all this like you know scarlet letter type judgment. It's like, yes. oh my god, you did that. Absolutely, Forget it. you know, we're done with that person. You know, never again. Absolutely. But then you know, thinking about like going even further back, you know, when you know, like when silent movies came out, you know, when film came out, you know, like actors and actresses, you know, they didn't have that elite status, like. They were kind of it was frowned upon, almost like the way that we would look at porn actors and actresses today. Up until. I would say up until Chaplin, I was just rewatching Chaplin, mm-hmm. and um, I remember in I remember in history class uh, when we were learning about Shakespeare, how they said actors and actors like uh, actual like playwright actors, mm-hmm. 
like they were looked at they were it was looked at as a bad career right it what you know it, it wasn't it wasn't like oh you're going to acting oh okay i guess it was more of that kind of thing right, mm-hmm. right, right. you didn't really get like status with it you didn't get a status with it as opposed to now you do when you become yeah because it wasn't like, revered it was just kind of like oh you're an actor yeah like, it absolutely. was just like and that carried on and that carried on into the silent film era right? i think up until like chaplin became super famous and whatnot and but, then it was just like at that shift from like the maybe what was the first film ever made i want to say it was thomas edison like in the late 1800s but i'm not exactly sure i just remember a trip to the moon 1902 French film. That's in. Uh, that's on Netflix now. I just watched it earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like. I... Well, I remember that from the 33 video. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Tonight, uh, uh, tonight, tonight. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I, that's actually why it intrigued me to watch that. But I had a few of those. I, like I had a, like a, I think the oldest film I have is from 19. Uh, the doctor, the case of Doctor Gigato. Doctor Zavago. Yeah. No, no, no. Not oh, no. That's, what do you the, mean? that's how I fell in love with the atomic right or Strange Love. Oh, Doctor Strange Love. Doctor Zavago was a different one. Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. But anyways, like this one, of the older ones I had. But yeah, I think. Uh, but oh, man, yeah, I think Chaplin, right in the 1920s, that he was the first one to become really like. Oh no, but was Buster Keaton for him? Oh, or am I, am I uh, tripping? The thing about Buster Keaton, yeah. you know, again, you know, like amazing actor. You know, he did his own stunts. Like yes, he used to absolutely. like get so like well, he, he used to do hurt. like crazy shit. He he almost died a few times. He was the yeah. first Jackie Chan. Uh, in a word, in a in a sense of the word, like famous for doing his own stunts. I've been mean, stunts. You know, he didn't have stand-ins or anything. Yeah. It was just like a lot of like one-shot stuff. You know, there was um, I don't remember what movie it was. Like, but I know you've seen it before. You mm-hmm. know, it's like where there's this guy standing in front of like maybe a like house. a falling house, yep. and it hurt. And it, it fell on him the first it time. It fell. Yeah, it fell on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of just like gave a little twitch and just brushed it off, yeah. even though like he fucking was in agony uh, he you know? hurt i think he actually broke his collarbone on that one if i remember the story correctly yeah um yeah he broke his and he almost broke his neck on uh, one of the hanging ones he was doing yeah there's a few things it was um uh, trying to think there was this one where he just between the building and another building mm-hmm. but he doesn't quite make it like you just see him like run from like one building rooftop to the other yeah like he tries to grab it but he misses it and he ends up falling yeah still survives like, I mean, there were no stuntmen. There, there's, like, no, like, inflatable, like, you know, couches or anything to, like, catch his, yeah. like, his fall, you know? He does get hurt. I think he broke his hip at some point yeah. also. Yeah, he's definitely suffered for his craft, that kind of thing. But, you know, it's like, like, you know, you don't really see that kind of quality, you know, nowadays. Just just to, like, touch on that, you know? Oh, you, oh, you do with Jackie Chan. You oh. sure do. He's definitely been that no, guy. No, I to, get you, definitely. To risk that. And, well, his, one of his heroes was Chaplin and Buster Keaton. Those were his heroes. Uh, you know, it's funny because, like, I like to, like, I guess pride myself is a bad word to say it, but whatever. I don't have any. I'm not taking it. Like a better word, but because uh, I remember, I was like, oh, like I, I like the fact that uh, you know this is the same thing I portray on my kids too. I mean, you know, that I like the fact I wanted, I wanted to know more stuff than other kids my age didn't know, and I like the fact that I knew about stuff that older people knew about. So when I brought up in uh, like if I were ever talking to teachers. And like, oh, that's kind of like whoop de whoop. I'd make a reference to whatever film. Like, yeah, right. how do you know that? That I, I that was I got off on that. I got high on that kind of bullshit. You know. And I remember it happened the other day for like Gwen, where my daughter went, because we were watching uh, like a couple years ago. We were um, the Chaplin came out on Netflix, mm-hmm. and we just started going through old Chaplin films, the stuff that I remember watching when I was younger. And then like, oh, check this out. And then she's literally like tears laughing and I was like oh my god thank god you know like yes <laughs> you know you're just really like I, you know because you, you don't know if it's going to hit or not you know and you want it to hit you want it to hit you want them to get it like I want you guys to get this because this was awesome and this is awesome you know mm-hmm. and then uh, sure enough you know it, oh, she's laughing her ass off. it's one of the ones in, when he's in the boxing ring I don't know if you remember that 
Oh, didn't he do like this little? It, it's it's, it's this a little whole shuffle. Thing. Yes, it, it's it's this whole like ten minute scene. It's very co- it's yes, comedic it's, genius. It's great. Man. It's really really great. And uh, and she and the other day she told not the other day like like a year or two ago she was telling me um, a story how um, her teacher made a reference to that and oh and she commented like Chaplin and her teacher was very surprised that oh how do you know about Charlie Chaplin that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind she's only like in second grade at the time, you know. So it was great. I like that. Well, anyways, I was really into that. But the only reason I got into like Charlie Chaplin is because I remember seeing a documentary on Jackie Chan where he's talking about his heroes, Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I want to get what my the guys I like. I want to get what they're into. And sure enough, like you start noticing, like, oh yeah, that was from like like this one movie or something. Like that. And I remember the same thing in like comic books. The only reason I know anything, I love like uh, 18th century literature for whatever reason. I just love books from that. Um, the era. Victorian era. Victorian era. I'm, I'm obsessed with it, and it's only because I remember watching. No, uh, reading the Alan Moore book, and then the movie came out, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, nice! And I remember like, oh, we'll do you know, obviously Dracula is a reference in there, or Mina, Germina, well, Wilhelmina Par- uh, Harker. Uh, Harker. Sorry. So uh, uh, Dorian Gray, obviously my favorite book of all time. Oscar uh, Wilde. Wild. Yes, my favorite book of all. T- I've I've learned more from quotes from Dor- picture of Dorian Gray than I have from the Bible. <laughs> like it's it's one of those things like. More, I've taken more life lessons from it. Like, um, uh, what's one of my favorite ones? Or I just pick a random one. Um, quotes from Lord Henry Wooten, the character in Oscar Wilde. He's like, uh, nowadays he's saying this in the eighteen hundreds, and it applies more now more so than ever. But nowadays, everybody everybody knows the um, the price of everything, but the value of nothing. And mm. I always love that quote. And, and, and I mean, it's, there's dude, just like a hundred quotes from that book alone. Where it just makes me like, oh, damn it! This guy's like talking about Oscar Wilde has that genius. Yes. He has yeah. that ability to do that, where he gets sum up so much in just like just a, a sentence, oh, yeah. really, you know. And it's just enough to leave you with like, it just like kind of plants it in your head, like, dang, yeah. Like, um, there's this other quote. I don't know where it's from that he has. It's called. He says that genius is born, not mm-hmm. paid. Yes, absolutely. You know, and like for me, that's like one of those quotes, like from him, that always stuck out, like, yeah. Like, it just leaves me thinking, you know? It's, like, suddenly, like, a, like a mind fuck, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It's, like, because... It's, like, something where it leaves you, like... It almost strikes a chord on some level within you, but you don't even, like, really realize it. You just know it did something. You haven't realized what it did yet, and that's what leaves you thinking. It's definitely, it like, it just... It's it's impressive. That's probably the best way I could put it. Like, there's stuff where you read and it's impressive, and then you realize, and it all applies to current modern day. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. We are falling by the wayside, or we are losing it. And he's making these references about something from 200 years ago. You know, like, he, he looked at society like that 200 years ago. When we're, we're Johnny come lately when it comes to, like, he was way ahead of the Oh, curve. definitely. You know, yeah. and that kind of thing. I, 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 it's fantastic. He, he absolutely is my favorite uh, author of all time. I, I just... I found him, and then I read. I read more about him, and it's just I'll talk about way ahead of the curve, you know, because he was like ambiguously gay, of course, that kind of thing. You know, I had a boyfriend and a wife, and that kind of. And it, it was like, man, this guy's really, really like ahead of the curve in a lot of ways, more than none. You know, he's just really out, there. and especially back then, that that's what a first world problem as far as like courage. He'd be like the Caitlyn Jenner, like absolutely, thing. you know absolutely. what I mean, that kind of thing. But, you know, that where everybody was a little bit more judgmental and whatnot. Only Caitlyn Jenner wasn't in prison, you know, for his <laughs> Very, life choices. Oh uh, yeah, that state. Uh, one of the early, uh, I guess I wouldn't say sadist or you know, like what would I call him? Eccentrics, maybe. I, that, that's a better word to put it. You know. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But even yeah. then, you know, like people 
could still appreciate him, you know, for yes. what he did. Yes, well, his works were time, amazing. You know? I just thought his works were amazing. And I just thought, like, obviously the books, are, they're a reference to, uh, they're satire on, on mm-hmm. current society and, the kind of, like, the flaws of it. And he's right. absolutely making, like, man, this guy's so smart. I just love it. But, it there's actually another, like, uh, uh, Wonder Woman comic called Paradise Lost. Huh. And it's all to do with uh, Themyscira, with her fictional island of women, were, you know, Greek mythology. It all has to do with that, right? And so, but so I look up Paradise Lost. I'm like, oh, I want. I, I end up reading. I end up reading John Milton's Paradise oh, Lost. The epic novel, uh, poem. <laughs> poem. Epic poem. Yeah, well, it's it's a really a book. People call it a poem, but it really is a book. It's like five hundred. But I remember reading that thing based <laughs> on the fact that I Wonder Woman comic that had nothing to do with the book at all. Just had the same title. <laughs> Paradise Lost. <laughs> yeah, so I never. I remember just getting into a whole bunch of like just weird old shit just because. Uh, based on all comic books, well, you know, they had nothing to do with anything at all, you know, hmm. that kind of thing. Like I remember Paradise Lost, like from Seven, watching Seven. Oh yeah, no, no, that was Dante's Inferno. He makes references to uh, Divine Comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, it was Divine yeah. Comedy. Oh, right, but one of the right, things, you know, he, um, uh, Long and Hard that Out of Hell leads up to Light. Uh huh. That was from, yeah, from Paradise John Lost. Yeah. Uh, Paradise Lost. If you notice, like anytime they ever want to make like an like a any reference at all to any in any devil movie they'll name the character john milton and it's something i've always learned to pick up if you remember the devil's advocate uh al pacino's Pacino's name is john milton in that book and it's obviously because john milton pays paradise lost as he kind of makes the devil an anti-hero in the book uh if you ever ever get it it makes him kind of like a leader of a rebellion a revolutionary almost, you know, a Che Guevara-ish type oh, character. okay, gotcha. Yeah, so it, <clears throat> if you're, it, it almost paints him as like a, a, a guy going against the system more than hmm. anything, as opposed to like, as opposed to some, just an, a downright evil, you know, how everyone, especially back then, everyone looked at the devil like, oh, it's 666, Mark of the Beast, that, right, right, very, right. very like uppity-uppity about something just being devil worshipping or whatever, or Satan worshipping, you know, but Milton portrayed him very much like like I said, like an anti-hero, and it's pretty, it's pretty interesting, like, reading it with a perspective now, uh, something like that, because you almost kind of root for the guy, you know, he's a little guy going against the big guy, like, you know? the underdog, is just kind of like, something like, something like the, that one individual's, um, protagonist, like, uh-huh. somebody that yeah. you relate to, you yeah. know, he's not, he's definitely not the protagonist, but it, you almost feel for him, and it's, and it's just weird the way he put it, it was clever the way he put it, Maybe I would I would I would like to see like John Milton write that book now, where there's a little bit less judgment on that type of thing. Because I I feel like like he wrote that book with an like okay shit if I if I straight out call him a hero in this book like I'm gonna get crucified in this time <laughs> and age, so I can't do it like outright. So I wonder how it would be if he didn't have filters or you know that, those kind of obstacles. Oh, another one like you ever seen Drive Angry with uh, Nicholas Cage? Drive Angry. Amber Heard's in it too. No, I don't think so. It's a great, great action. You know, Nicolas Cage, man. I'll watch anything with him. He plays very Nicolas Cage in this movie, too. <laughs> I, me and Jackie were talking about this a while ago, but there's, like, for about five movies, Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage played almost the exact character from, like, 2008. Okay, so Ghost Rider, um, Season of the Witch. Did you ever see that one? Season of the Witch. Uh, Ron, Ron Perlman is in it with him. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't it's pretty one. good, too. Check it out. Uh, Drive Angry, uh, the one I was just mentioning. Uh, Ghost Rider 2. Uh, well, no, uh, Sorcerer's uh, Apprentice. That's a, he, oh, I saw that one with oh, the Jay Burger Jay, show. Uh-huh. Pretty good, actually. I liked it. But around this uh, these like five, around this whole time when he's doing these movies, it was a good like five, six years, whatever, uh, he plays like a supernatural guy kind of taking a mentorish role and trying to stop someone uh, from, um, coming from hell or from the other world. 
uh, to stop somebody that's really evil. <laughs> They're all essentially the, that was the character they played in all. Alfred Molina. That? that was Alfred yes. Molina. Alfred yeah, Molina yeah, yeah. was the, bad, the main yeah, bad guy. That's trying to like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I think the uh, Morgan Lefay was played by uh, Susan Sarandon. Uh, I think that she was supposed to be Morgan Lefay. <clears throat> I really, I'm really into Thorin, to, uh, Thorin folklore. I, oh, gotcha. yeah, I got actually. You know, you know how I got into it because of gargoyles. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got into Macbeth and uh, King Arthur and all that stuff. I, I, I started reading the real books on that just based on. Oh, gargoyles. good. Hey, that trailer looks awesome, man. Macbeth, right? I love. I, I'm really a big fan of uh, Michael Fassbender. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I, 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 the last few movies I've seen him in, he's just really, really like, man, that's a guy to watch out for, you know. From yeah. um, shit, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. uh, Three hundred. He was in Three Hundred. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Shane. Shane's a great Shane. movie. Um, what else? More recent. Oh, the Counselor. Counselor, yeah. yeah. Oh, and of course Magneto, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's young Magneto, definitely. But yeah, for a while Nicholas Cage was playing that kind of character, you know, just kind of supernaturally. What was that a bad sergeant? Was it bad sergeant? Bad lieutenant. Bad lieutenant. Yeah, a protocol. Do you ever see the original Bad Lieutenant? No, I didn't. All right, so I'm watching this. Ten years old, maybe twelve. Um, with my dad, Harvey Keitel, right? Straight up dick shots in the movie. There's a sex scene with <laughs> Why am I watching this shit? You know, with my dad. Uh, there's a movie where it literally pulls over two teenage girls and they shouldn't be driving, and to, and, and he's gonna let them go, so he starts jacking off in front of them. <laughs> this is a great movie, though. It is a great, great movie. Uh, thanks, Dad, for not censoring anything. <laughs> this is around the side where he's letting me watch Taxi Driver and shit oh, like that. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So it's about the same kind of movie. Uh, Porter Calls, though, I thought. Um, uh, the the Nicholas Cage bad lieutenant. Um, I thought that that movie should have done better than it did because it, it, it was a straight to video mm. release. It wasn't. Oh, a, it, yeah. it wasn't. I didn't think they gave him enough credit because it is a little out there, and he is a little. How would you put it? Like leaving Las Vegasy, but um, I thought he did a great, great job in that movie. Very underrated. I I really how, did. You like it or did you enjoy it or you thought it was too much? No, no, like. You know, I don't think I ever like watch movies with the intention like I'm, like I'm waiting to get offended or waiting to get let down. You know, like yeah. I try to take it for what it is. Uh-huh. And um, I'm not one of those people. Like I, I like I don't hate on Nicolas Cage at all. You know, no, he will always be him. one of my favorites, no matter what he does. I like, love watching him. Yeah. I get it just because that's Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage in some extreme, uh-huh. like whatever it is. You know, in anything really. Like, I was watching The Rock earlier today, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I just, like, wait for, like, these, like, little moments where he just kind of has these little outbursts. And it's, like, <laughs> it's enjoyable for me. Like, so, I like it, so you know? Please cut me some fucking slack. <laughs> please. He's, like, is the FBI free, sucker? And then, like, Sean Connery just kind of turns around and just looks at him, like, you're not going to shoot me. Like, like, I don't know. I just, All right, just I walk like away. That. Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. like, I like that, yeah, you know? I like, like, yeah. That's, like, that Nicholas Cage, like, man, thank you, you know? Yep. Like. Uh-huh. It's like has this like I don't know it's like this like I don't know what to call it like it's like okay cool like it's just kind of uh, like almost like somebody patting you on the head you know like all right cool like I like this guy you know like, yeah absolutely yeah, like yeah. I don't know how to explain it other than that you know but as far as like they're good when they're good and when they're bad they're even better uh, there's two actors for me that have that and that's uh, Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage nice I love those two like their portrayals and stuff I'd like to see them do anything I just, I'd like to see their t- I'd like to see them in every movie and what, what, how would they do it in every movie oh you know? okay it's yeah like, that kind of thing cause there's some where like uh, who's similar to that like Sylvester's no similar to that where he makes kind of bad movies but they're not enjoyable he's not enjoyable to watch all the time if he's not you know it's just certain elements maybe yeah. like yeah, there's definitely some bad actors who are over the top actors who are 
they're not always enjoyable. But for whatever reason, Nicolas Cage, I think he still has that charm factor. I was it's Ghost, something, man. I was watching Ghost Rider the other day, and there's just mannerisms are very like that's a very odd choice to do. Like, is that how he is in real life? Actually, I've met, I have met him before, and he was a bit manic. You know, when I used to work for whatever that you know, so Over, and shit, was it a in cover? Beverly Hills, oh, Century City? Nice. Yeah. And he came in with weird hair, <laughs> but uh, but he came in and uh, it was like, oh oh, can you tell me where this you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, sir. That's like, oh, and my first a little bit harsh, like, you know, uh, but you know, you're kind of there to do a job you're not supposed to be. Oh, so. right, right. And he's not the first. Uh, obviously, he's not the first celebrity, but there's been a few where it's gotten it's like, I'm, oh, it stuttered me a little bit, like, oh, shit. and I just want to be like, oh, I love you. You want to do that, but you have to compose yourself. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, sir, absolutely. Um, you know, I'd let him tell him where he goes. Like, oh, oh, thank you. And then he walks up, and I was like, oh my god, he really is that guy. Where he's like, <laughs> that eccentric, yeah, dude. where he does this thing with his hands or or his fingers, and he point, you know, in movies where he does. Where he gonna says he second? Oh yes, exactly. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, uh, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, he does do mannerisms. Very, his, his character is very like he does little like, uh, you know. So I, I just I, I love that little quirks. Yeah, I, and I, little twitches and quirks and stuff. And I, and I was like, God damn, that, he does it all shit, man, yeah. <laughs> he really is just out there. Cool, man, good for him. You know, I really like that. Yeah, he, I, you know, like I said, he's one of my favorite actors of oh, all time. Definitely, definitely. Of all time. Uh, like, I think my favorite Nicolas Cage will always be Leaving Las Vegas. That movie was made for him, yeah. I feel like um, that was one of those movies, like, I, you generally are allowed, as crazy as he, not crazy, but he's definitely... Um, he does a little bit of that out there shit. You definitely feel for that guy. You know what I mean? I felt for that guy. Like it hurt, like watching him, just yeah. because it was so real. I mean, he got an Oscar for the movie. Yeah, you know? that's like, right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, just like, just from like the way that it starts, like, I think it was the opening scene where he's like in the he's like in a supermarket, mm-hmm. and he has like a cart, and he's just like walking down like the alcohol aisle. He's just like getting bottles. And he's yeah. Just, like, dancing, putting him in the car. <laughs> like, Going like more and more and more, and that's like this is like his grocery shopping, you know. Until like, and you know, like the thing about movies, you know, like they always starts off with the credits, you know, it shows like you know the actors like in some kind of like yeah. random like little montage, but it doesn't do it with that movie. Uh-huh. And I know a lot of movies have done it, you know, but like for that one specifically, like I like the way that they did it, you know, because it just starts off with him, you know, like buying the alcohol and just like, and it's almost like I don't know how many minutes into the movie. Before it actually shows, like, okay, leaving Las Vegas, Nicolas Cage, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, it's a good, it's a whole scene before it actually sends that. No, because it's like, it goes on for a bit, you know? I want to say, like, maybe at least 10 or 15 minutes, you know? But it's not until a point where you kind of, like, see, you know, like, where he's at, you know, like, doing his grocery shopping to the point where, you know, you see, like, the way his life is falling apart. You know, he loses his job. And it's right at that scene where, you know, his employer... Even, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like even that part where uh, you know you're expecting the boss to be like, hey, "You're fucking fired." Uh, the boss feels sorry for him. Yeah, he's like, you know, we liked having you around. Yeah, uh, Ben, that was his name, Ben. Yeah, but you know, we're gonna have to let you go, and gives him his check or whatever, and he's just like, kind of like, you know, he gets all like teary eyed. Yeah, he's like, well, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, "Well." I'm thinking about moving to Las Vegas. Yeah. And right there, that's when it cuts off to, like, where you're waiting for that, like, entry, you know, that entry montage. Mm-hmm. Where it has, like, just, like, this random, you know, like, these little, like, jazz, like, kind of, like, cue you know? Absolutely, yeah. And it's like, dang, like, I just remember watching it, like, fuck, 
fuck, man. Like, damn, it's crazy. And just like that movie has this intensity just because of the music. Like, the music itself. Oh, the saxophone, lonely saxophone in the back. Yeah, all these, like, yeah. you know, like little nuances, you know? Like, yeah, they're definitely, yeah. And there was that one scene, like, right? Uh, I think it's after that, you know, where he's in his house and he's burning all this shit. He has, yeah. like, this little pile, you know, where he's just, like, you know, um, gathering all his, like, belongings, clothes, like, scripts and everything. And then it's just like that one scene I remember where like in the where he has a fire going and he has like that picture of it's him his wife and his son. Yeah. You know, it's just like burning, you know. The song uh I don't remember who sings it. It's called uh I just remember like the lyrics Lonely Teardrops, my heart is crying, mm-hmm. crying. And just like it's like not even like I I don't know. I don't know if it's just like the way like the song like they fit that song into that particular scene where it's like my heart is crying crying but it's like man like I think that's like what's actually going on his heart is crying yeah, right now but absolutely. he's just like too fucking drunk cause he's drunk the whole movie yeah pretty much yeah absolutely you know he's yeah. like literally drunk the whole movie yeah. like I, I watch it and I'm like wow like how can somebody drink like that you know yeah almost gives you a goal to live up to right? well, I don't know man. That, that's like a little bit too much you know cause that guy's like you know like on a mission to just like end his life you know let me uh let me put it on pause real oh, quick because yeah, uh, uh we're just about reaching our limit and we're gonna do a part two because like it's just one of those things man it's what you get on a ramp and hey, you're you like gotta hey keep going, man, man. Yeah, you gotta absolutely. finish it so we'll be right back in a little bit folks uh, or download the next episode to see the part two of how awesome Nicholas Cage is <laughs> oh man because that guy is great yeah.